Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of Zack Snyder's Justice League. The bell's been rung. But in the dark, among the stars, the god is dead. I had a dream. Almost like a premonition. I think there's an attack coming. My lord, this world will fall. I need warriors. I'm building an alliance to defend ourselves. How do you know your team's strong enough? If you can't bring down the charging bull, then don't wave the red cape at it. You were sent here for a reason. And even if it takes you the rest of your life, find out what that reason is. the age of heroes will never come again. It will. It has to. We live in a society where honor is a distant memory. Isn't that right? Batman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Next Best Picture Podcast. I am your host, Matt Neglia. Time of recording is 8.40 p.m. on March 28th, 2021. Here today, I am doing something very spur of the moment, very unexpected, something that I did not plan to do necessarily. As many people know, lately there was this little tiny short movie called Zack Snyder's Justice League, which released on HBO Max, and... This caused uh, quite a wave of hysteria throughout the internet in the lead up to the release, uh, which has been going on over the last couple of years since the 2017 release of Justice League, uh, then directed by Joss Whedon. 
Zack Snyder historically had to depart from that production uh, due to a family tragedy. He was replaced by Whedon by the studio. Extensive reshoots occurred, and that movie turned out to be totally different. It started this hashtag movement online called Release the Snyder Cut. Warner Brothers finally gave in, gave Zack Snyder $70 million. He was able to completely fully realize his vision, and it's been out now for a couple of days. People have had time to digest it. And I kind of had this weird, nostalgic flashback to where after watching the uh, new cut of Justice League, I then ended up going back and revisiting for the first time since the theatrical release. I rewatched Batman v Superman, a movie that I really, really did not like when that first came out. I think I gave it a two out of ten at the time, if I remember correctly. And then I started re-listening to the podcast review that I had done for Batman v Superman. And there was uh, someone there at the time back in 2016 as a guest on our show. His name is DJ Valentine over from Simplistic Reviews. And we talked about this movie uh, at great length for about two hours. I I enjoyed that conversation so much that I, I brought DJ back when Justice League came out. We had another very fun conversation uh, expressing our disappointment in that movie, which I also gave a two out of 10 to. And as I was re-listening to these podcasts and realizing, um, you know, we never did review Zack Snyder's Justice League here on the podcast. And it was kind of a bit of disappointment that set in. I reached out to DJ and I said to him, hey, man, you want to complete the trilogy? And ladies and gentlemen, DJ Valentine after four-year absence from the Next Best Picture podcast, is back. Matt, Matt, my friend, what what what, what am I doing here? I mean, <laughs> what the hell am I doing here? What, I mean, I'm pleased as hell to be here. Don't get me wrong, but you're slumming it with me, man. I mean, I'm, I'm the guy from the show that makes fun of movies and TV, and we do the dick jokes and the fart jokes. You, you need to have somebody with the, some kind of couth like a, a movie bob or a patrick willems you 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 need a carlin i'm a danger field what am i doing here maddie next why what i mean i've been in this internet this whole time since i've been gone i haven't you know i'm i'm not really a person i'm just a <laughs> cybernetic entity that just floats around in the <laughs> cyberspace but you know since you've put me on hold for four years i would hope that i would be here to discuss something like i don't know anything else (laughs) but apparently i'm back you've reprogrammed me turned me back on (laughs) now tell me i'm reviewing a movie i reviewed already basically your cyborg is what you're saying a longer version of that movie (laughs) i've reprogrammed you to basically come back and only talk about the Zack snyder dc cinematic universe ladies and gentlemen if you want to know what hell is (laughs) imagine being a computer program (laughs) controlled by maddie neggs who can only discuss the Snyderverse. This is this is the true nightmare sequence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Kill me. <laughs> I got to tell you, man, it was a different time back then, you oh, know, yeah. 2016, 2017. Uh, the website was in its infant stages. I mean, I remember Batman v Superman, Next Best Picture, hadn't actually come out yet at that time. Nope. And then we rebranded in time uh, when we did the Justice League uh, podcast review. But... Going back and re-listening to those and just kind of listening to the banter that we had. And also, too, I I kind of quickly realized that I don't know if either one of us knew the extent to which 
Justice League was really pried from Zack Snyder's hands and fully given over to Joss Whedon because a right. lot throughout that inter- uh, that review, we're talking a lot about how it's Zack Snyder's movie still because I guess he 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 still had the director's credit I think if right. I remember at the time, so you know there's a couple of things that we got wrong there. Uh, time is very very kind in a lot of ways where it does afford some hindsight. You can go back and revisit these movies and. It also has allowed there to be this journey, which has led up to the release of uh, the Snyder Cut or Zack Snyder's Justice League, as now we (laughs) have to call it. By penalty of criminal incarceration. But I also want to say really quick, too, that I I do apologize for not having you on uh, more often. And I I apologize that it's taken this long to have you come back in any capacity. I, I will admit um, things have changed. Um, we, We have grown like considerably. And I know like back then you weren't a permanent member of the team or anything like that. But back then I was just asking for guests anywhere where I could find them on the Internet. You know, <laughs> no, you're you're Matt, you're you're a big deal now. So that's what I'm saying to turn on the DJ program like you've done, which is weird. You know, you don't need the DJ program. You actually have living, breathing humans that can come on your show with <laughs> Uh, articulation, you know. You a, say a DJ I'm program, saying, and I'm just thinking like, bow, bow, I'm like the jar- I'm like a, a more <laughs> ethnic Jarvis that's coming on your program, right? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. That's a Marvel entity. I'm sorry. I will not bring up Marvel. This is the last Marvel reference I will make. I apologize, DC. Oh, I highly doubt that that's going to be the case, sir. <laughs> I highly doubt it. Oh, man. That's the other thing, too, is I feel like because of the trajectory of the DC Cinematic Universe, I feel that for the longest time, yes, I could consider myself to probably be a Marvel guy more so more so than a DC guy. Um, But since then, um, I liked Wonder Woman, uh, the first one directed by Patty Jenkins. Mm -hmm. I liked Aquaman uh, when it came out. I even liked Shazam, too. I thought Shazam was a lot of fun. Um, I don't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, Joker is not considered uh, canon within the DC Cinematic Universe. No, it's its own thing. It's its own thing, exactly. Uh, and Wonder Woman 1984, uh, pretty mixed on that movie uh, overall. Definitely not as good as the first one, in my opinion. Mm. What about you? Like, what, what has it been like for you kind of seeing uh, since the release of Justice League, like the direction that the DC Cinematic Universe has taken? Uh, the the best move they've made since I probably last spoke was hiring Matt Reeves to reboot Batman. Yeah. I cannot oh. wait. Their second best move was uh, capitalizing on James Gunn being in flux with Marvel and making him do the Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. Those are the two things in the DC universe I am chomping at the bit to watch because, I mean, unlike most, well, not maybe most, but some people are here or there on Matt Reeves. I love everything Matt Reeves does. So for him to do Batman after coming off of the Apes trilogy, I'm just like, give it to me immediately. I want to see it immediately. Although I have to admit, I'm a little, especially after watching this, I I am a little sad that we're not going to see more of Ben Affleck as Batman. You could say that we're kind of leaking into the review a little bit. There's characters in the Snyderverse that I think need better stuff. And it, like a lot of like the, the faults I will have uh spoiler alert for this movie and the ones that have become before it probably don't fall on the actors as much as the, the, the things are given to do. There's if you, if you put, I mean, 
I, I'm, I'm sneaking into it, but you put Jeremy Irons as Alfred. He might be one of my favorite Alfreds ever in any incarnation. Uh, ben Affleck as Batman, I love him. I've, I, I, even though I love Batman v Superman like I love a prostate exam, I still like Ben Affleck as Batman. But I but I have to admit, I went back and I rewatched the Ultimate Edition, right? Uh, just the other night. I don't know. I, yes, I believe you did see my tweet thread of me reacting to it. Mm-hmm. And I got to admit, I was beyond shocked Ooh. that the story actually made sense because I remember that movie not making sense the first time I saw it. It would take me minutes. <laughs> to destroy that movie in terms of making sense, but I, 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 I would not talk. I mean, in terms of that universe, that movie to me was one of the final straws for me in this universe. Man of Steel, kind of. I'm not a big fan of Man of Steel. I know a lot of people love it. Batman v Superman, in terms of bat, how they handle Batman and how this whole altercation happens, and again, I always I, I DM you all the time. What's Lex's plan? <laughs> well, I think sense. the whole conflict of Batman v Superman is actually where the movie is at its strongest. I like the questions that it is bringing up in terms of Superman being a part of this real fictionalized world and how right. people uh, are reacting to that. I like how that informs Lex Luthor's um character motivations for why he hates Superman and wants to see him destroyed. I like how Batman fits within the universe that was already created within Man of Steel. I like all of that. Batman v Superman is what that movie should have been. But then they have this other tagline uh, tacked on right after it that says Dawn of Justice. (laughs) And that's where the movie completely loses me. And I remember... Uh, feeling it back then, and I, like I said, I re-listened to our podcast review. It was very nostalgic for me to re-listen to a review from 2016 <laughs> after having just watched the Ultimate uh, Edition and realizing uh, fairly quickly that a lot of the issues that I had with the theatrical uh, from a storytelling standpoint were fixed. I will admit it's still not great writing, and I still cannot get on board with what Jesse Eisenberg is doing performance-wise in that movie. Whatever that is. I just, I can't. Mm-hmm. But... The things that are in Batman v Superman now, now that I've seen Zack Snyder's Justice League, and that's why I'm glad I have you here, too, because maybe you can also help me understand where this was all going a little bit more. Uh It all starts to make a little bit more sense, like Flash's inclusion in Batman v Superman at the time. I was like, what the fuck is this? Right. (laughs) No freaking clue. Having now seen uh the other movies uh, since then mm-hmm. makes a lot more sense to me. And I kind of appreciate it more. There's still some unfixable problems in Batman v Superman. Don't get me wrong. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? 
And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. I think it was – I mean, somebody tells me they're going to make a Batman v Superman movie. One, I'm not against that. I'm, I think more against it for the fact that, one, it's way too early if you're trying to build this universe. Yes, that. that was their cardinal sin for sure. Right. Two, the movie itself, in terms of having those that thing on the title happen, is such a convoluted mess. You could do it way easier because – Again, I always lean back to why are they fighting? What is and Lex, they were manipulated by Lex Luthor. One, you're you're diminishing Batman by doing that. You're confusing us as to why Lex, who again we're going into Batman v Superman, wants to kill a god by making something worse that would kill him if he wins and kill him if he loses. I don't. It, it's so complicated. If you wanted Batman to fight Superman, you could have just circled the beginning of the scene where Bruce is running to the building and, and he's fighting Zod, make that guy Lucius Fox, and you don't even need Lex Luthor. Instead of that guy that he was talking on the phone, whoever that guy was, make it somebody important to, to the Bruce that we kind of known from the Dark Knight trilogy or something like that, or just comic book fans in general. And you don't need it. You don't need Lex trying to manipulate Batman. If you want to have Batman think Superman is a threat, which he has in many incarnations in the comic books and the cartoons, world's finest one of the better batman superman live act well not live action but uh animated uh inter altercation they had there's more easier to understand better ways to do it than this one which was kind of trying to be philosophical but then trying to be a plot that's uh intricate and like a mystery and it's like what if you want him to fight just have batman pissed off at superman you're done we get it we we saw the whole opening scene which i think is really well done in that movie Gives you after the, uh, Bruce looks up and you see Superman flying away, he's holding that kid. You don't need anything after that point, true. Barely anything, you don't, especially with I'm gonna write checks with messages on Bruce Wayne because I know he's Batman. I'm not gonna explain how I know he's Batman. I also know that Clark Kent Superman. I'm gonna do this thing to him to make him hate. It's so convoluted, and it's like you're 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 giving me too much stuff. You don't, I mean, and I, I know his mind probably runs a billion times faster than mine, but I'm just saying it's, you could have got what you wanted in an easier, more uh, palatable way than what we got. And that is the crux of this movie. 
and you're talking about how it pays off certain things. You're talking about the flash scene. I think in the theatrical cut, it pays off more than it does in the Snyder version because in Batman v Superman, Flash tells Batman Lois is the key. Yes. And in the theatrical cut, it seems like Batman brings her there, but that does not happen in this cut. So it just makes like Batman never took his, his, his Flash's advice and she just happens to be there. I think that he's implying something else that we haven't seen yet. Right, but it doesn't matter. What is he? Whatever he tells Bruce, Bruce does nothing. That's because Bruce doesn't fully understand it yet. Right, but I mean, it seems like in the theatrical cut, he understood it and brings Lois as because he tells, "I got another weapon" or something like that. Alfred, bring the big guns. <laughs> big guns or something like that. He says something to I think it's Wonder Diana or Wonder Woman uh, about I have a a, a secret uh, a secret weapon or something like that, and I think it was Lois. And I know they probably changed it to give. Uh, Amy Adams Lois's Lane's more urgency that like she's not just a tool or whatever. I was going to say, yeah, because honestly, I, that's like one of the things I want to get into here when we talk about the Snyder because I do want to talk about the things that they did change. Right. Uh, and I agree, like, that is something that, you know, Joss Whedon, especially like now knowing the things that we know about him, mm. it's like you rewatch that movie and it's like the way that he just and I remember saying this at the time too, uh, the way that Gal Gadot was even utilized in the theatrical cut of Justice League. It's like the female characters are just like poorly utilized. She's worse in the in the theatrical. The, the, I, I the one thing where I know we're gonna probably get into this later with the questions and stuff, but the one thing I like is they got rid of the whole argument about uh, not got rid of it, but like toned it down the whole uh, Steve Trevor stuff. That's kind of stuff I didn't like about Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. I know. She, I mean, they have great chemistry, her and Chris Pine, and you know, but Wonder Woman being completely, uh, I guess, handcuffed by her love for Steve weakens her. I mean, I know he, you know, their relationship is great, but I, I don't like it always being a trump card against her. It's been a hundred years. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, like even if it's the love of her life, and I, I I'll, I'll grant them the hundred years. Maybe to her, a hundred years is like five minutes. We don't, whatever. But I just don't like it always being like I don't like Steve Trevor being her kryptonite. Yeah, <laughs> it shouldn't be that. <laughs> no, I agree with that. So in talking about the lead up to the Snyder Cut, um, DJ Justice League theatrical comes out. We review it on the show. We right. think that this is it. What was your experience with the movement to release the Snyder Cut? Because. The short and sweet of it, from my point of view, was I was never a part of it, and I was always getting visibly annoyed by it because, honestly, I didn't think it was ever going to happen. And this whole fanboy pounding the drum, trying to make this happen, I was like, you're just wasting your breath. Stop it, you know? Like, they're never going to do this. And, boy, was I wrong. They ended up doing it. Um, I think some of the methods to get there by some people, it's not everyone, uh, we're definitely very toxic, and I think that that is continuing now also in a very unfortunate way because once Warner Brothers gives an inch, everybody wants to take a fucking mile all of a sudden. <laughs> Always. <laughs> but there were some people who admittedly are bigger fans of, of Zack Snyder's work than I am who genuinely wanted to see his vision. I was kind of in a mindset of I don't really care. I mean, you know, sure, I'll watch it, but I'm not like dying to see it or anything like that. But for those people, this is for them. 
and the those who went about it the right way and didn't result to harassing people online or anything like that like i'm glad that they got what they wanted out of it so dj were you one of those dipshits that annoyed me over the last couple of years or were you one of the nice ones <laughs> uh i probably was a dipshit no uh <laughs> I'm, I'm, no i i was never really ever Again, I, as I told you, after Man of Steel, I think my love of the Snyderverse died with Jonathan Kent. So anything having to do with this universe, I'm just looking for any correction. And then when I realized after Batman v Superman that never was going to come, I just was like, okay, let me just get through this Justice League movie. Watch the Justice League movie, fine, whatever. And then it seemed like it was over and WB was in the a complete state of disarray where they're changing we're gonna do this we're gonna do that we're dreams and directors and then the, the snyder verse thing happened where they said oh we there, there's a version that they're keeping secret and which to me i'm like that doesn't make any sense they wouldn't do that that there's no way yeah people were acting like there was a finished edit of the film like lying around right. somewhere and it's like guys guys you know yes the footage existed but right it definitely wasn't assembled. <laughs> Not as a movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, and there was always this feeling. I remember talking about it in chat rooms with other friends. Like, I was like, man, people are demanding something that literally does not exist. And then, like, somebody right. would fire back at me and be like, but it does exist. It just hasn't been made yet. I'm like, that doesn't. Doesn't mean it exists. <laughs> like, that doesn't mean it exists. <laughs> you know? And then when it when it was released, uh, reported that it was going to take $70 million to uh, you know, do some reshoots, visual effects work, the editing, the scoring, the sound work and everything. I was like, they're making a whole f it doesn't exist. They have to make it all. <laughs> you know, like, what is the point? Yeah. What, that's that, that, to me. That's why I kind of. Matt Reeves being hired for Batman and some people who I'm not a huge fan of the Joker movie, but I know when Todd Phillips is doing his own Joker movie or whatever, I was kind of happy that that kind of made me kind of a, a, a Away from it. It got me out of it. Yeah. Because I didn't care anymore. Yeah, it was like, you know what? They Warner Brothers fucked this up. They completely screwed over uh, Snyder, Whedon, literally anyone. Uh, they put right. everybody in the bad place, the cast. Right. Um, Warner Brothers truly screwed everyone over because of their own corporate greed and a desperate plea to try and catch up with Marvel. And none of those execs are even there anymore. No. So when... When all that stuff was happening, I was like, I, 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 what? I just want this to – I want them to write the ship. And I'm just looking for signs to write the ship. I'm not looking for signs to uh, to retread on the same thing. So when they tell me, oh, we're making a new Batman, Robert Pattinson, blah, 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 I'm like, okay, fine. I'm devoid of this now. I don't really care anymore. Like let's hit the reset button basically. Right. I'm like, I, I just, just reset it. I'll follow whatever this is. I like the moves that this is going and then they're like, oh, we're going to do the Snyderverse. I'm like, oh, fine, go ahead, whatever. <laughs> I, I was so like, <laughs> whatever you guys want. If you think if you want to waste $70 million to uh, put lipstick on a pig, fine. <laughs> it's whatever you want to do. But I know at least even if that comes out, I still have this other thing I can look forward to. I'm not beholden that the only thing DC is going to come out is this universe. I now have other options that are not this universe. Right. That's what I was happy about. Because at the time, with, when it first started, this was it. This Snyderverse was the only DC thing. There was no Joker. There was no uh, The Batman. There was no... Uh, I think that's it right now at the, at this point. So it was only building off of 
the Snyderverse stuff. And I'm like, I, I please, anything else. I love Batman. I really, really love Superman. Something. Give me something else. Uh, this is clearly, take your opinion for what it is. This is clearly not the track that they wanted to go. So just build another track. Don't keep taking me down. So I was so so happy when they started to make their only standalones, standalone movies. I could divorce myself from it, where I couldn't. They could the Snyderverse movement could could flourish and grow, and I wouldn't care because I'd be. I was like, just tell me when the tell me when Matt Reeves Batman comes out. Just tell me when at the time the Joker comes out. Just tell me when these things are happening so I can just follow that because I don't care about this other thing at all. Well. You may not care, and neither did I, but right. it's here. And I sat through all four hours and two minutes of it. Mm. I watched it all in one sitting. Same. I have to admit, I watched it with an equal amount of anticipation as much as I had dread. <laughs> and my general thoughts walking away from it were, that was a good movie. Really? That was a movie that if I had seen it in a theater, I would have felt like I had gotten maybe too much of my money's worth um <laughs> hey everyone sorry to interrupt but this is a preview of our full review of Zack snyder's justice league here on the next best picture podcast in order to get the full review which totals in at two and a half hours long you will have to head on over to our patreon where for one dollar minimum a month under next best picture you will get the rest of this review and other exclusive podcast content from us as well you have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.